Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Season 2, episode 31. Are you cold? I'm always cold. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But, you know, as we go into the new year, it's time for everyone to start doing new stuff. Yes. You know, people create new vows and new resolutions because we're in 2020, a whole new decade. And the way I see it, it's almost like this is a good chance for you to actually get to do do-overs. Like we used to say when we were younger, I get a do-over when you make mistakes. And that's what this is episode is really going to be talking about starting a new year out but for those who have listened to the show they've heard us use the acronym hot right for being honest open and transparent well we're in the winter time we're going to be talking about being cold and we're not talking about the temperature outside no we're not that's going to be coming up next on this episode of the rich relationship podcast with gil and renee in 2020 we're back y'all Yes, we are. We missed you all. Let's go to the music first. Yes. Well, welcome back to the new holiday, the new year. Did you enjoy your break? Yes, I did. It seems so long. The the break seems long or? That we haven't done the show. It seems like it's been forever. I know when we were setting up everything, we were like, whoa. I was like, man, I forgot this and I forgot (laughs) that. So hopefully everything is going to continue to get better yes as the goal is that's what we we are trying to do but this is a good time to start the new decade out with you know where everybody starts new seasons like i said in the intro new seasons new you know resolutions and beginnings new commitments and and new commitments yes and new habits yes and new habits but this is one of the things that we were talking about even over this break is it came we came up with this acronym about being cold You know, we weren't thinking about it. We weren't trying to come up with something clever or anything like that. But and and if I remember the context of the conversation we were having while we were on our vacation, because this is a time where we have our vacation or a time off, you know, because of Christmas. But our anniversary, our 31st anniversary was just on the 28th of December. So we were actually kind of celebrating this like a, a week long continuation. Yes. You know, between Christmas, right after Christmas, we go into the us time. Yes, well, to celebrate. So shut we really down enjoy, and turn everything off and, and kind of get connected. We get re- exactly get reconnected to each other. And so when we were, but we always have good conversations when we just hang out, right? You know, and and we were like, that'd be a good show. That'd be a good show. <laughs> you, you never stop when you start doing something you really enjoy. It doesn't feel like work, right? And we're always thinking about. Not just our relationship, but just relationships in general, you know, and marriage and things that we've learned and things that we've have we we have said on the show is kind of undoing or re-engineering or reverse engineering or just sharing some things that we've learned. And we actually came up with this one for being cold. And in the context that we are talking about it is cold in reference to your relationships can be a problem. Yes. And And naturally emotionally spiritually as well as the acronym because if you think of something as cold it's not necessarily 
a good feeling. Right. Um, if you've ever, I remember there's a movie like the little boy stuck his tongue on the pole and he <laughs> got stuck to the pole. The greatest movie ever. Yeah. So if the Christmas story. So, so those, if you think about the experience of being cold, um, it is not something that you necessarily enjoy. And so when we thought about being, you know, cause we always talk about being hot, honest, open and transparent. I just thought it was so genius of God to give us something for being cold. And yeah, which is stands for the, is being closed, obstinate lazy and dishonest those are some things in a relationship if you really think about just those words in and of themselves and we're going to break them down a little bit further um when you think about those in them then the words in and of themselves kind of can be a very descriptive and right. if you think about someone who has these traits and this is really more for self-inventory exactly and one of the things that we want to really focus on this this year during this season is application, personal awareness. We always talk about that. The longest journey is the journey inward. So whenever you hear any episode, it is for me. Say, when I listen to the Rich Relationship Podcast, it is for me. And because I'm going to apply it, I can then help someone else. Right. But it's not about you listening to it for someone else because that is not going to help us. Because the Bible says, remove the plank from your own eye before you move the splinter from your neighbor's eye. So we have to always be proactive and self-reflective in all the things that we hear. And so we don't want to be cold. I don't want to be cold. Right. And so before we start giving you some of the, the definitions and some of the notes and some of the bullets and things to think about, Say this to myself. This is for me. This is for me. Not for my spouse or someone I'm in relationship with. Or my children or my co-worker. I guarantee tons of people are going to come to your mind. You're like, yep, that's them. But, but that doesn't benefit you no, if you're figuring out what's... And I think that as you grow, you, you I think the mind shift is when you know you've matured. Is when you hear something and the first person you think about is yourself. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear something and the first person you think about is somebody else, that's really not the sign of a mature person. Because a mature person is going to examine themselves first. And then after they've gained the skills and the, the practice and the discipline of it, they can then model it to somebody else, not listen to it to hear it for someone else. Right. And so we're going to start out starting with the very first one is the C. And it stands for being closed off. And we looked up words and those things just to get a real good reference point. And it's really simple, you know, from an emotional standpoint, you basically are not really reflecting or showing your emotions. You're closed off your people you're in relationship with. You're not allowing them to see your your emotions. You know, right. one of my favorite I always say this one of my favorite um, pastimes is Star Trek, mm -hmm. the old and the new. But. Um, I'm a next generation guy, but the old one, Spock was always my favorite character, you know, because their race of people on this show was ones that didn't display emotion. Right. You know, and I thought that was so awesome because emotions can get you. In that's going to be a whole, that's hurt. another show, y'all. It is. It's it coming. is. It is. But, you know, for as it pertains to myself, this is the one that I really struggle with, not because I watch Star Trek. <laughs> but because even in our early in our marriage, some of the things came to my mind is that you really helped me with that. We've talked about on some of the past episodes was that you actually helped me with getting in touch with those emotions that I was feeling. You know, I would feel them, but I wasn't able to really communicate them. 
right. I, or I wasn't doing it very effectively. So that was something that came to mind here where that I said that this is something that I struggle with in our marriage. And it is something that I have to be mindful of even now mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm, I want to pay attention to. And I would even probably be willing to say that men may struggle with this part. You know, not all. I'm not being all inclusive or anything, but because when we are taught from a very, very young age, you don't show emotion. Men don't cry. Yeah. that And that's emotion right. that you're showing. You don't, you suck it up. You rub some dirt on it and you keep it moving. And that's not healthy. It's not. It's not a healthy because, state to because be in. Because emotions and feelings, which they are not the same. Emotions and feelings are different. Oh, are, well, you have to go ahead and expound on that one a okay, little bit. So emotion is what leads and feelings follow. Mm-hmm. Your emotion is, no, your feelings are what you feel and your emotion is the way you express what you feel. So it's feelings lead, emotions follow. And so a part of it is understanding that if we don't learn to, that God didn't create it just for women or just for men, it's for all of us. We all have feelings and emotions. And I think one of the things that I learned to do with you early was instead of asking you how you felt, I ask you what you thought. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times we don't understand the differences between men and men and women. And although we see women feel and I think men think a lot more than women do. Right. They actually they actually think with their emotions. Right. You know, it comes to my mind first. How do I feel? I have to process it. Right. I have to think about that. You know, it's like, wait a minute. I don't know. It's like it catches you off guard. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Is that what that that feeling is? That thing is is a feeling. Is that what it is? It makes you feel all funny (laughs) inside. Yes. (laughs) So that's something that we always thought about or that I've always thought about. And and as we've been married, we celebrated 31 years. And you've taught me a lot during that time frame of your, like you just described, with emotions, they follow. Yeah. And you've taught me the importance of thinking through my feelings and my emotions and making sure that I really nail down what am I really upset about? Mm -hmm. Because when you can become reactionary in situations, you really may be addressing the symptom and not the origin. And I'm really big on if you don't get to the root of any situation, it's going to only come back. You have to get to the root of it. And so I think that in a healthy relationship, there's an exchange. It's it's reciprocity. You give and you take. You learn and you teach. You know, and even as you said that, what came to my mind was when somebody's closed off or they don't want to express how they feel or even talk about how they feel, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're describing. They're closed. And it's it's intentional. It is. It's intentional. It is a mindset that they have that I'm not going to share this information. And it could be something that you start off doing as a a safeguard Mm -hmm. and then it becomes a habit. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that you started off with the mindset of I'm going to keep people kind of out. Premeditated. But the thing is, a lot of times the, the habits, our thoughts, our habits, they all produce our lifestyle. And so until you're in an environment where someone brings you, brings it to your attention or well, calls yeah. you on the carpet about it, it's like, hey, this is not OK. And and while it has to be a safe environment, that, that you have to feel safe with the person that you're confiding in or who you're trying to open up to. Right. Um, to share that information with and it's something that have to be mindful of so the first one is c is talking about being closed off and primarily emotionally right now the second one is a big one 
And this one is the O and it's being obstinate. You know, we looked up the word and it came. We were like, whoa, that's pretty good. <laughs> but it's in and, and simple definition is somebody who is stubborn, headstrong, unyielding, inflexible when you choose to do wrong. That's a mouthful yeah. all by itself. And, and it's funny because the first person, you know, it's easy to think about children. I mean, because they haven't really developed the um, emotional the, the emotional ability to really navigate the difference between yes and no and getting what they want. But the thing is, that's fine when you're a child. But when you get to be an adult and you're still obstinate, it's not it's just like seeing a child have a temper tantrum. You kind of give some grace for a child giving having a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. But when an adult has a temper tantrum, that's a very unattractive look. Right. And and it can be a personal trait, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't mean that it's something it, I think it's something that you've grown into because of experiences and things that have happened in life. But but it is not something that you should live throughout your life or live in that constant state of being obstinate. And and when we're talking about obstinate in this sense, it's someone who is constantly op not opinionated because we all have our opinions, but it's they are. Well, it, it is. It's, it's kind of a rebellion, but it's also unyielding when it comes to their opinion because when you and you ever talk to someone and they just are going to hold on to their opinion and they cannot be wrong right. regardless of what you say you can sit there and debate with them and talk to them and even come up with good points that they can't overcome but they still will not yield they still will not change right you know and that's a difficult place to be in you think about it in the context of a relationship Imagine someone who is obstinate in their relationship that they just, well, this is just the way I am. Right. I am not changing for you. That's a tough spot to be in. And and we're going to talk a little bit later at the end about some of the things that you can do and some things that can come to your mind. But it also is a cause and effect. Right. And when I say that, you know, most people have, like I said before, they have strong opinions and strong ideals but they tend to hold on to that because when you when they feel like something is being inflicted on them, they're losing control of their position. You know, don't tell me what to do. Right. You know, that person is going to almost like have their dukes up, you know, automatically go into a, a defensive, mode. a defensive posture, you know. And, and this is something that we just talked about recently when you think about it. It's an, a reward response. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds weird, but when I say a reward response, I'm talking, you ever seen a kid have a temper tantrum? Mm -hmm. They will yell and scream and do whatever kind of behavior they want to do, but their end goal is to get what they want. So they are basically re being rebellious, being stubborn, being unyielding, being inflexible, and so basically their behavior is a distraction from the real issue. And it's that they've been told no. Uh, they've been told no. That's a, a simplest way to put it. They've been told no or someone disagreed with what they wanted. So therefore they just decided I'm a cut up. Right. You know, and I'm just going to yield. And I'm going to hold this position until you give me what I want. And the again, we're going to get to some of the things. Just think about what I just said. The way you overcome that is by undoing that, not yielding, but not being in a position to where you hold them accountable for their behavior, 
But that's a later part. We're going to talk about some of the action things that you can get to with that. They are attached to their disagreements because they also see it as a form of rejection. Hmm. When you think about it, somebody who's obstinate, they their opinion is so tied closely to themselves or their personal being that if you disagree with me, you're rejecting me. And you can agree to disagree just because someone doesn't value your ideas or your views. It doesn't mean that they don't, they don't value you. It means that you don't. That's an area because nobody is one part. We're all multidimensional. And so just because we don't agree in one area, it doesn't mean we have to disagree in every other area. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, like you said, you have to agree to disagree. And but that's a, a, a behavior that you have to actually grow into right. as well. Or you have to be yielded enough to be able to see and hear somebody else's position to say, you know what? While we may not agree, I'm just going to agree to disagree. Right. Not be a fight, so right. to speak. But it's also passive aggressive. You know, that's I can something it's but this is when I say it's passive aggressive in this context, someone will hold their position just out of sheer hatred or spite of that person. I know that sounds ugly and that's what we're talking well, about. It's being cold. Yeah, it, it is. It all, and the, it all goes together. And that's what these what we're talking about on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee is about being cold. We gave you the first one letter of the acronym which was closed and we're talking about being obstinate but the final point that I wanted to make on on being obstinate it's a painful how much effort that they actually expend to get to the long-term goal to which is to produce their own immediate results it kind of goes back to that temper tantrum they want what they want when they want it and you know what makes that really bad I think about when you talk about giving someone the cold shoulder, Mm -hmm. you know, if you think about that in the physical sense, it's that you're basically turning away. Right. You know, you're basically you're not you're positioning yourself where you no one can get to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're keeping distance between you. And in order for relationships to grow, that's why hot has been something we've used for. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For years and years. We actually learned that from one of our couples. Right. And. um so we thought that it was really important if you're going to talk about one end of the spectrum, you have to make people aware that everything has two sides. Every right. coin has two sides. And so while we want everyone to be hot, I guess before you can be hot, you're probably going to be cold. Right. And you have to be aware of what, what cold, cold really looks like. is. Exactly. And right. so that's what this is really all about to where you look at, am I being cold? But then what can I do about it? But before we get into the last two, which was the L and the D, this is the time in the show where we do Got Wisdom. Got Questions. It's that time. It's that time. See, that didn't change. You no. Still no, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone who's listening and Ooh. sharing. Thank you for all the people who called us and messaged us and said, hey. I'm like running out of episodes. We miss you guys. I mean, one of our friends, Ian, she was just talking about how she's learned so much from listening to the podcast and it's changed her appetite for what she listens to. Mm. So she's gone from listening to, um, I'll say fast food type media to Mm. listening to the Bible and listening to 
um, the show, the show. And so I, I, I just thank I'm thankful for that. And I'm um, thank you. Thank you. I am for sharing that. It was very encouraging. Thanks for all the people who have left comments and emailed us. And we have so many new people who are going to be on our show for Coming 2020 season two, yeah. season two. So we're really excited for all of our new guests. And we're going to have a lot more guests on this year. Because we want to make sure that we are building rich relationships. Right. And not just us talking and right. talking about the things that we share. But there are people out there who have good information. Yeah. that they get. And their story is yes, valuable. Absolutely. And so before we get to some more stories and some more of this episode, the question comes from Ellis here in Montgomery. I'll start it out with that. I'll let you do this one. And the question was, I always want to keep the peace. So she's a peacemaker. And not create more drama. But how do you take a stand and not become a doormat? You know, that's my life, man. What do you mean? I guess a part of it is that, you know, when you want to, when you have the personality that you want to keep the peace, you want things to be right, you want people to get along. Um, you have one of the things that I can say that has helped me was establishing some boundaries, mm, healthy boundaries. You have to have healthy boundaries because if you're giving someone what they want and they're demanding it, you're really not helping them. Mm. And so there's a difference between keeping the peace and compromising your own peace. Right. And so if I have to keep if, if me giving you what you want causes me grief or heartache or I feel um that it's I'm giving if it's not reciprocated, if it's not something we both have, are working towards, then you are you, you have to really just set some healthy boundaries. You have to know when to say no and know when to say yes. Right. And and I think about this because I think I'm a, a this identify yes. with me so much because I try and I I am a mediator. I, always yes, want, I do want to keep the peace. But one thing that I, I learned is just because you tr- are trying to keep the peace doesn't mean that the peace is going to be there. Right. I know that sounds weird, but. But is it really peace or is not, it just denial? It, it's And that's what I was getting to. It's just you're just sweeping it under the rug. You're just not dealing with it and, and not confronting it. Somebody who's a natural peacemaker doesn't like conflict. Right. But and I was a police officer and conflict is something that is inevitable. Right. You know, that not just in bad things happen, but just in life. Right. You always say that conflicts are only bad when they become personal. Exactly. And so when they are act- unresolved, hmm. the hmm. only bad conflicts are the ones that are personal or unresolved. Absolutely. And then the got wisdom. Yeah. You kind of threw me off with this one. I'm going to let you yes. do this wisdom because you were reading something from yeah, a, a celebrity. I, I no, guys, I don't know Will Smith. I don't know him, <laughs> but um, the wisdom was in a post and, mm-hmm. and it basically said, read the post page. And it says, stop letting people who do very little for you stop controlling, stop letting them control your mind, your emotions and your feelings. I thought that that was so appropriate because one of the things that someone said, don't let someone live in your mind for free. Hmm. Don't let them take take hostage or hold take you and put you in a place that you shouldn't be we have to again not only set boundaries but we have to also value ourselves enough to realize that some relationships are just going to be cold right and we have to be able to understand that and not take it personal and not feel like we're doing something wrong when we you know set a boundary or when we um 
make a decision about where we want to invest our time because no one wants to spend their time. The the post says, "Come, you know, it's a picture of someone being out in the cold. Who wants to stay out in the cold? Yeah, no nobody. one does. No, no. And so that I thought that was an appropriate um, post, an appropriate um, got wisdom from Will Smith. So that's got wisdom, got questions. Got questions. So if you ever want to send in a got wisdom or a got question that we can share on the show, you can send it in via email at richrelationships.us at gmail.com. And so we'll get to that and we'll actually post it. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up here, even in one of the things that you worked on at the end of the year, and maybe people may not be aware of it, you can actually pick up the show on YouTube. Yes, you can. You know, one of the services we use that actually posts the show actually creates a YouTube file. It yes. doesn't have video. We don't know if we're going to do video yet. but One of us wants to do video. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) But I don't think y'all want to see our closet, but that's a whole nother show in and of itself. And so if you ever want to send that in, you can actually, again, reach us at richrelationships.us at gmail.com for Got Wisdom, Got Questions. Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves, our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Now let's go into our show. So we're talking about the acronym of being cold when don't it comes be cold. to don't, don't be, be cold. cold. Come yeah. out from the cold. Come <laughs> out from the cold. And and this is really talking about being cold as an opposite to what we talk about being honest, open, and transparent about being hot. So we left, we already gave you the C and the O. So if you missed that, you may want to go backwards a little bit and catch and up hear and that. hear it again. But now we are on the L. This is the L part of cold. The L part of cold is don't be lazy. A person who is lazy is a person who does not put forth effort. They're not willing to achieve the things that they want to achieve. They're not working towards goals. Mm-hmm. Um, a person who um, is, it, they want to sweep things under the rug. They there's There's idleness. There's procrastination. And that's a good point because there's a difference between being procrastinating and idleness. Yes. Procrastinators tend to want to do things later not later they would rather do other things it doesn't mean that they're foregoing what's important if you think about that in a relationship context if you have an issue going on and you procrastinate and and because something else is taking precedence doesn't mean you're not going to deal with it or come back to it. it just means something else has a priority you know and and the idleness side of it is meaning Sometimes you have to just be still and and realize that sometimes you have to process things. That's one of the areas when it comes to idleness. And just because you're idle and not actually doing anything doesn't mean things are not being done. I know that was a pause right there intentionally. Sometimes for me, I have to process it. And if I'm sitting there um, thinking about what's going on, while I may be idle, I'm still processing it. But the part that we're talking about when it comes to being lazy is where you don't do anything with right. it. There's a difference between needing some time. And we talked about that. You know, when you have a, a conflict, you have to set the time aside to address it. 
And you have to also give the person the time to process it. So when we're talking about being idle, being lazy is the acronym we're talking about. The L is the idleness, the laziness, the um, the not moving forward. And I think it's even being emotionally lazy. Yes. Kind of goes into the Not doing your part, not carrying your weight. Right. Not being willing to examine yourself and know where the areas that you need to work on. Because like we talked about, it's easier to try to figure out what someone else needs to do. We, right. we need to really start to really think about what we need to do and not worry about the other person. One of my acronyms is WAYS. Worry about yourself. Work on your own issues, not the other person's. And and this is something to be a little bit transparent here is this is something that came up over our break. You know, you pointed this out to me about being lazy in my friendships and with people that I have or friendships that I have. And he, I, I thought it was a good compliment when I said, you're my best friend. You're my friend. <laughs> and you were like, well, that's what you, 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 I, it was a long conversation, y'all. But she basically told me you're lazy when it comes to your friendships and that she didn't say it in those direct words but that's what I took away from it and she, and it was 100% correct you know I'm not defending it but it was something that made me sit back and say I am friendship lazy mm-hmm. you know where it, well, it while it does take two people to make a friendship happen it should be a, a two-way street obviously if you're kind of doing all the effort and energy and trying to keep a friendship going um it's going to wear out pretty soon, you know, yes. but you have to do your part. Right. You know, as long as you're making that concerted effort to actually establish a friendship and keep it going, that's the part that challenged me. So that's something that I'll be working with with y'all help in 2020 that I will try to be more proactive when it comes to or better yet not be so lazy. That was very hot, baby. Was it? very hot <laughs> <laughs> but also one of the things when it comes to lazy is also people you ever heard someone say they are fear of success yes that's lazy and i think it's for really two reasons when you think about it when somebody has a fear of success that means if they do achieve it it's confirmation that they can do it right and then then there's a record that you did it before, so that means you have to be able to do it again. That was part two. Yes. You know, being able to do it again or mm-hmm. continuously repeat it. That is what, and so you have no more excuses. Mm-hmm. You're taking away those excuses. So that's something to think about. You got to keep that effort going. And another area where you can be lazy is in valuing yourself. Mm-hmm. You can be lazy in relationships and make the other person the priority. And not make your not make God and yourself the priority. So that's another flip side of it. Because I think for me, I was always like you. You know, you jokingly say that I'm easy to be in relationships with because I do everything. Right. And that is a sign of being lazy because I don't give people the time to carry their weight. Right. And so you can be lazy more than just. Um, not moving forward. You can also be lazy about the way you value yourself. You have to mm. value yourself as well. That has to be a part of your um, your makeup. So, so now you have the C, which okay. was being close. Being now you close. have the O, which is being obstinate, obstinate. and the, the L, L was lazy. lazy, and then the D is, is dishonest. What do you Just mean? tell the truth. 
Don't be a liar. <laughs> I think that's a line from a movie. Tell the truth. Tell the tell truth. The tell truth. the truth. Don't t- don't lie. <laughs> and not only telling the truth to the people around you, the first person you have to tell the truth to is to moi, to mm. yourself. Now that's that's a f- that's one of those actionable steps yes. that we're talking about. But a little bit more when it comes to just uh, helping you identify where you're at right now with being dishonest. You know, by definition, is someone who's not trustworthy. Right. You know, or being fraudulent. Right. You know, in a, in a sense. Or saying one thing and doing another. Right. That's dishonest. And and this is what you I kind of pointed it out that you brought to my attention. And we identified it as being intellectually and emotionally dishonest. Dishonest. Right. Yeah. Being dishonest. If you're not communicating what you think and how you feel about a particular situation or circumstance, that's dishonest. If you know there's a problem and you just choose not to say it, there are some people who have that disposition and they don't want it to be resolved. They want to almost like they want to hold on to their little bit of dishonesty. And when you ask him, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Everything. Mm -hmm. I'm good. When that's not being honest, if they, if it's not, you know, so that's, and you think about somebody who is continuously doing that. They're cold. Yeah. Because it creates distance between you because what makes you close to people is when you can be vulnerable and transparent and you can share even the things that are difficult because it's hard for me to tell you things like you're lazy as a friend mm-hmm. or for you to tell me that I do too much in relationships. Right. You know, those are the hard conversations. But in order to have a healthy relationship, you have to be able to be transparent and honest and you have to be willing to sometimes say the hard things to right. people. Right. So we're talking about being cold. We just gave you the acronym cold, which is the opposite of hot, as we have been talking about on the show before. But now we want to give you a few things as we come to the end. But we want to give you some of the things that you can actually do actionable wise when it comes to not being so cold. Yes. So first off, when you think about being cold, it's the emotional part, which was the C, which was being closed. Just do the opposite. Right. Open up. Right. That goes back to being hot. The long story short to this whole episode, the opposite of being cold is to start becoming hot. Yes. And and when you think about it, that's to overcome all four of these by being hot. So being close to me, open up to people. If you're in relationship with people, whether it's a marriage relationship or even a a close friendship or even a, a, a distant friendship, you have to be able to be open with the people that you're in relationship with. And you know something else I thought about as far as the the closed part of it? Another mm-hmm. element of being closed is pride. Yes, very much so. And so in order to be able to be known by someone, you have to be able to be vulnerable. You have to be able to be okay with people knowing you don't have it all together. Right. Because guess what? Nobody has no, it all together. Absolutely not. And then, so that's for being closed and for being obstinate. Someone that is ill-tempered and stubborn and those types of things, one way you can help overcome that is not confront them to challenge them, but confront them to actually bring have it to them, their attention. Bring it to their attention, but also have them explain why they hold that position. Right. And why you, do you believe what you believe? And in a non-threatening manner, right. because so I want to understand. And that's it. And and you can use those exact words. Help yeah. me understand. Yeah. Your position. Yeah, my favorite is I have a problem. 
Mm-hmm. I I, I want to understand. Could you please help me understand? Right. Why you believe or why you do or because if you really care about someone, you can't only care about the idea of them. You have to really be able to. And we talk about that all the time. It's about getting to know the person and them understanding you and you understanding them. It's not one sided. It it goes both ways. Right. So that's for being obstinate, for being lazy. You automatically would think it's just go to work, get busy, get active with doing something. But what do you do? to keep from being lazy in your relationships. You You make phone calls, you send messages, you, you address the things that are, and and the, 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 the antidote for laziness is work, but it's not go to work. It's do the things that you know, you're not doing. Right. You know, especially, you know, you think about relationships. relationships, but especially in marriages, if you've been together for a while, it's normal or I won't say normal, it's natural to become complacent. It is. It's natural to become comfortable with mm-hmm. the person that you've been with for a lot of years till you get to the point where you think you don't have to do what it took to get them. Don't believe that. That's Ladies lazy. and gentlemen, <laughs> what it takes to get him or her, it takes that and more to keep them. Absolutely. And then dishonest, we already said it. Tell, Tell the, the truth. truth. Tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth to yourself. Tell the truth to God. Because when the Bible says confess your sins one to another, it's not that we're confessing our sins to God because he doesn't know. We're confessing our sins because it requires humility. And it requires us to be humble enough to say, you know what? God, I know you see everything. So I'm going to confess it to you. But then he tells you to confess it to somebody else. Right. So then therefore you have accountability. Accountability. And we need that. We need each other. We need to have that in our lives. Tell the truth. And, And Excuse me. Tell the truth. That's the most important part. So we gave you in this episode some hot, a little bit of hot, but we gave you broke down cold in your relationships and things that can prevent a relationship from moving forward. So I want to give you guys some things to do physically to do. Okay. If you have, because I was talking to someone and and, um, when people say, oh, we're friends and we never talk. One of the things that it takes to make relationships grow is time, honesty, and trust. Give your friend that you really, you just really think about. It's the beginning of the year. Think about the people that add value to your life and that when you talk to them, you enjoy talking to them. Give them a call. You know, set up a lunch date. You know, send them a card. Because Sometimes you have to be the person to take the first step and it could create a better environment for the relationship. Mm -hmm. You can't like I think I have a plant. If I don't water it, it just starts to limp, you know, whatever. I I talk about that. Feed what you want to grow, starve what you want to die. Spend less time on Facebook and spend some time face to face with someone that could be a friend, a companion, uh, a confidant in your life. Because while Facebook is wonderful, it's not a diary. It's not counseling. It's just a platform for you to connect with people and really begin to develop relationships. Right. And that's a great point. So we hope you get something out of this. By all means, if you ever want to reach out to us, you can do it through the website or actually do it through our Gmail account. We always give it and it's in the end of the show. Remember also to like and share and become a part of our community and leave a comment. 
Let us know how much you love us because we let you know that we love you every week when we record a new episode. So we're stronger together. Let's grow. Let's grow. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow!